Welcome to the Sales, Business, and Leadership Lab podcast, where we explore a variety of topics with incredible guests, all aimed at helping professionals to achieve maximum success. Let's go. All right. Hello, 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 everyone. Today we are here on the Sales Business Leadership Lab podcast. Um, we took a bit of a break for the holidays. That ended up being about a month break, but we are back. And today I wanted to share with you guys some things that I've learned um, from General Colin Powell. If you don't know who General Powell is, he was the uh, four-star general of the Army. Um, he served as the first African-American chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and National Security Advisor as a civilian later on. Secretary Powell um, being one of the top people um, in the government, uh, later Secretary of State for President George W. Bush. Um, throughout his military career, he, he rose through the ranks um, as in, you know minority, uh, especially during the era of racism and segregation in the military. Um, this guy legit did things that you know a lot of people strive to. Um, he earned two presidential medals of freedom, two defense distinguished service medals, and numerous campaign medals serving in Vietnam during wartime operations, as well as leading our nation in the 2001 uh, you know invasion of Iraq. Um, now, I will say, regardless of the political atmosphere and the political things and that were said about the Iraq war being unpopular, whatever the case is. Apart from that, you know, General Powell was a bastion of leadership, taught us a lot of things, imparted a lot of knowledge in the U.S. Army uh, institutionally, and has given us a lot of great lessons that we can learn today, and we are. So we're going to learn some things from General Colin Powell, his 13 rules um, on leadership. So this is something that I learned back when I was in high school. I've always had this little, you know, not this one, but a printout of these rules, and I've always used them in leadership. So I want to go over these rules. Let's chat. Let's talk. Let's examine um, what General Powell said and the things that we could use to, uh, I guess, improve our leadership style. Number one, it ain't as bad as you think. It'll look better in the morning. 100% true. How many times have we had a situation where uh, it looks terrible, then we give it some time, and it gets a little better? Right, emotions and time um, are factors that can really change um, how your decision-making process happens. When you're angry, you make bad decisions. When you're happy, you may not make the best decisions. In moments of ecstasy uh, or intense love, uh, anger, um, frustration, uh, envy, these emotions affect our decision-making process. So I would say take a step back. Things look better in the morning. Be calm, right? Rule number two, get mad, get over it. Tough luck, move on, let's go, right? When it comes to decision-making, especially a high decision-making process, you know, when you have to act on your feet, um, emotions get involved, like I said in part one, but get mad and get over it. Take some time, get mad, walk away, get over it, move on, right? It is a chain of events that can happen when you get angry about something, when you get very angry, that can, if you stay angry, that will affect your decision-making process throughout the day. How many times have you been on a sales call or at work or with your kids 
and you have one bad thing happen and then you're already mad and the next thing happens and you just snap on someone and moving moving on, moving on, moving on, you know, that chain of events happens because you were upset. So get mad, get over it, move on. Here's a good one, especially in the world of social media, Facebook, Instagram, posts, tweets, comments, likes, uh, this social world that we live in on the internet. Avoid having your ego so close to your position that when your position falls, your ego goes with it. That is something really important, especially because nowadays the job market is very transitory. You can do a great job at a company for like four years and then you're kind of stuck at a certain level and then uh, you might have to move companies to get to the higher level. And if your position and your ego and your identity is I am that guy at that one place and that changes, that may change how you feel about yourself. So I've always taken the approach that regardless of what company I'm at, this company, that company, this project, that project, I'm me. I am the total sum of my ability. I'm not some guy at this company does this job. I am me. I'm my skill, my experience, and my education, and my life lessons are my value, and I take that with me to whatever company it may be, whatever project it may be, whatever situation it may be, I have done my thing, and I am the value, right? So don't let your position be attached to your self-worth, right? It happens in the military a lot. Guys in the military, you know, oh, I am command sergeant major, this, this, and that, right? And I am, you know, a technical sergeant, this, this, and that, and and I fought in the war for this, this, and that. And when they get out of the military, they're a professional veteran, right? Um, and their identity, entire identity is just veteran. Well, what's next, right? What's, what's, what's the next evolution of your life, right? Rule number four, it can be done. Thanks, Colin Powell. It can be done. Always have that mindset. A can, winning, positive, go-getter mindset. It is vital in business. It's vital when you're taking risk. It's vital when money's on the line. You've got to think, I can, I will, it can be done. Rule number four, it can be done, 100%. Be careful what you choose. You may get it. Rule number five, be careful what you choose. You may get it. So true. Sometimes we endeavor in a course and we want that thing so bad. We don't think about the secondary, treasury, the, the fourth level of effect, and boom, we get it. We get that thing, and now it's a burden. Now it's a, a, a problem. Always consider the second, third, and fourth order of effects on whatever decision you make, because once you have made that decision, in many cases, you can't reverse it, and now you've gotten the thing, and you can't go back. So make that play out for the good and assess all the risk. All right, number six, don't let adverse facts stand in the way of a good decision. So note that he didn't say don't let opinions or contradictory information, don't let feedback get in the way of a good No, he said adverse facts. You're always going to have feedback. If you have a good team and you have a, a team in place, they're going to give you feedback. I want that. I 100% want the feedback, right? Now, I don't want adverse facts to get in the way of a good decision, such, such as what? It's never been done in my market. Well, great. Let's do it. Let's find a way. It can't be a thing because of this factor or that factor. 
well, how do we mitigate those factors, right? You can't do that because we don't have enough manpower to be able to blah, blah, blah. Great. How do I overcome that challenge? Adverse facts are limiting facts, are things that are going to limit, but not in a way that makes sense for you. So what I want to do is I want to find those obstacles and I want to find a way to overcome them so that I can make a good decision. I'm going to consider my team's feedback. I'm going to consider their expertise, right? I'm going to consider their experience, but I'm not going to let adverse facts stand in my way, right? When it comes to business and risk, you must execute, you know, based on, on, on sound things. Okay. Let's go to, you can't make someone else's choices. You shouldn't let someone else make yours. In the market, in the world, in these things, in business, other companies, your competitors can make choices. Don't always be, you know, bound to what they do. If what you're doing works, carry that on, right? Adapt certain things, look at certain things, but I wouldn't let somebody else's choices affect how I'm going to live my life or how I'm going to run my business, right? Um, you can't make someone else's choices. Don't let someone else make yours. In the military world, the enemy makes a choice. They go right, right? They go to the right side. Well, you've got to maneuver. You've got to assess. You've got to adjust. What he's talking about here is don't let their choices, the choices of the enemy, the choices of your competitor, choices of others, influence sound good principled work okay number eight big 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 check the small things when it comes to attention to detail when it comes to these things a lot of realtors a lot of salespeople, a lot of business people a lot of young people a lot of old people everyone all people sometimes rush sometimes hurry and sometimes they don't check the small things there is a certain valve on a ventilator that has to be in the fourth position or the ventilator won't work. Very small valve. Great. If you don't do that, then your patient dies so they can't breathe, right? Small little uh, knob that must be turned, a setting that must be set, a certain position on the, you know, the engine or the entire car blows up, right? So when it comes to these small things, they can end up costing hundreds of thousands of dollars in worst case scenario, someone's life on an extreme example, but in business, it could be detrimental. So you have to check the fine print. You have to check the small things. Don't make decisions too quickly. Check all the details. Number nine, share the credit. This is a big one because I've always adopted the vernacular, our, we, us, the team. It's never just me, right? I had the idea to create a, a real estate support technology company where I would help brokers and team leaders use technology to win. That's my goal. But I can't do it alone. I've got a full-time person that is my web developer, a great friend of mine, a fantastic guy. Uh, I would consider one of, my, one of my best friends. And he does full-time web development and technology systems for me on projects that I can't do myself. I've got a virtual assistant that makes a ton of phone calls, sends out text messages, email action plans, manages the system. A great person, right? I've got a full-time social media development person, my wife, right? I've got a whole team of people behind me. Um, I've got a team of people overseas 
I have a team, people of salesmen here. It's never just my success, right? It's never just me. You've got to share the credit with who the credit is due, incentivize your team, pay them appropriately. You've got to share credit. It's always we. It's never me. It's always we. Because in the military especially, that NCO, that officer, that captain, that first-line supervisor, it's almost never him doing the work. It's almost always him directing and the, the lower-level NCOs enlisted executing the mission on a tactical level. Same thing in business and in life. It's always a we thing. Always a we thing. So share the credit. Make sure your team feels excited to come to work and make sure that they are feeling they are part of the team, part of the mission, right? Number 10, Colin Powell's rules. Remain calm, be kind. In moments of extreme duress, in stressful situations, in times where it's very difficult to communicate, people like to yell and scream and, and, and rough each other up. Ronnie, how can you say that you were in the military? It's not how it, no, no, listen, in the military, there's a time and a place to yell and a time and a place to be direct and give orders. Those times are because of great urgency or because of life-threatening measures or because of, of extreme moments of, hey, we have to get the mission done. But I've noticed that in many cases, the best combat leaders, the best leaders in the medical profession, the best leaders in small unit tactics, these people take the advice of the point man, of the team medic, of the communication specialist. That's what they're there for, right? They are the guy who is the specialist in that thing. He may be an E3, right? But even if he's an E3 and I'm an E5, I'm still going to say, hey, bud, what do you think about this, right? Can we get communications in this area? right? What's the extraction plan in case we get attacked, right? So these kind of things, remaining calm and having a plan, these things are vital. In the civilian world, especially in business, you can't maintain team cohesion. You can't maintain qualified people on your team if you are rude and yell at them. Nobody doesn't, nobody wants to come to work to be yelled at, okay? Especially if there are other options. I know so many team leaders in real estate that they guide with an iron hand. Yes, number 11, have a vision, be demanding. Yes, have a vision, be demanding. But also understand, respect, and being kind. So number 11, have a vision, be demanding. 100% I agree, right? On a sales team, when you're putting up all of the risk of technology and bills and, and expenses, you demand that your team performs and makes sales. Yes, 100%. The, the CEO needs to make sure that the business is running its course, right? If you've got investors and you've got a whole team of people that you're responsible for, you've got to guarantee returns or the business won't work. So yeah, I'm going to have a vision I want this many phone calls. I want this many contracts. I want this many showings. And I'm mostly going to set expectations. We're going to have a sales meeting Monday and Wednesday on Zoom, video on, come prepared, know your pendings, actives, contracts, showings. Know your numbers. I'm going to ask, right? So you have a vision, you have a guideline, you have expectations, and you can demand in that case, right? Number 12, don't take counsel of your fears. Fear is a paralyzer, both in combat, in the military, in leadership, but also in life. If you are afraid to do anything, you won't perform, right? 
if fear can stop you, fear can detract, fear can shake your confidence, how do you get over fear? I have learned that you can get over fear by practice. If you are afraid of a thing, immersing yourself in that thing will, in some cases, dissipate that fear, right? If you are a martial artist and you get your back taken a lot, right? And the guy's behind you has got you grabbed and you're about to do a rear naked choke or whatever. The more you practice that defensive position, the more you are accustomed to it, the more you can, it's a bad position, don't get me wrong, but the more you can remain calm and work through that. In fighting, especially, training will calm your nerves. Training gives you confidence. Training gives you the ability to persevere, to overcome. I've been here before. I've done this before, right? Same thing in sales. Same thing on the phone. What do I say if the guy says this and then they say they're not interested? Well, what's your scripting? What are you thinking about your scripting? What is your path forward? Open-ended questions. Build, you know, maybe a little bit of, of motivational factors, right? Ask them about them. Get them talk. There's things you can do, right? But fear of that thing will paralyze you. Volume. Just knock out a bunch of phone calls, right? Meet a lot of people. Have a bunch of conversations with strangers. These things will calm you down in that scenario, right? So whatever it is that's scaring you in business and life and your job, immerse yourself more in that and you'll find that you can overcome a lot of challenges, right? And listen, number 13, a great ender ending to the rules. Perpetual optimism is a force multiplier. How many times have we had that one person on the team that's super annoying and always has a bad mindset, always has a bad attitude about everything. This person never kind of has a good positive outlook and it brings everyone down. Hate that. I want Ranger Rick. I want the positive, motivated, excited person. I want the new guy who's ready to roll, positive attitude. That's who I want. New guy energy, right? Um, we all know new guy, right? He's the guy that shows up to work. He's new, he's excited, right? That's the kind of energy I want. Optimistic energy, go-getter attitude, can do, no problem, boss, let's do it, right? That kind of positive energy, positive attitude pushes a team, pushes us to strive, pushes us forward, right? Some of the hardest times I had in training, when I was training, um, was ruck marching. We had these giant backpacks, you have your your fake weapon, water, ammunition, all this kind of stuff. And, and you've got, you know, we're training, we're going through a 14-mile ruck, and everyone's tired, everyone's super unmotivated. And then one guy just starts singing a song, right, a Jody. Starts singing the song, we all sing along, we're all having a good time, we're all going towards the mission, towards the objective, and we all get through it, right? That one positive factor, positive mindset got us through it, right? Always look for the positive in situations and, and, and have a good positive attitude, and that will many times change your mindset. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast. Some of my thoughts on General Colin Powell's 13 Rules of Leadership. Again, Secretary Powell, General Powell, strove you know, and did a lot of great things in his career and broke a lot of barriers um, and also imparted some great rules and lessons on leadership. So I would say this is a great beginning. If you're a young leader, you're just getting started, I would definitely take these 13 rules, find them on the internet, and make them part of your leadership library. All right, guys, take care, be safe, and as always, thanks for listening.
If you like what you heard, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, YouTube. We're all over the place. Facebook, give us a like, give us a share, tell your friends. Thank you so much, guys.